Oh, sir, I don't like it. What's up, everybody? It's No Sir, I Don't Like It. I'm Carmen Morales. Hi. Thank you so much for listening, by the way. This has been a, a very roller coastery year. Ups and downs, ups and downs. And uh, I appreciate everybody that listens. You guys are so fucking rad. And, um, you know, every week I bring somebody cool on. And uh, today I got a, I got a repeat guest, who, uh, somebody yeah. rad that's already been on, and she's going to be on again. One of my favorites. You guys know her. You love her from the Dork Forest Jackie and Lori. Welcome, Jackie Cation, everybody. Welcome to me. Carmen Morales, <laughs> thanks for having me on your program. Uh, yes, thank, for, thank you for being on my program. It is, uh, Jackie and I have been on the road for two uh, week two weeks now. Yeah, two weeks together. Yeah, we're pushing it. We're doing we're a little roadcast. Two weeks. Yeah, a little roadcast. We're in a fancy room at the Comedy on State. Madison, Wisconsin. That they just put in, they just, they just built this little space. Yeah, we're one of the first ones to, we d- did a lot of firsts on this trip. Right. We just performed at uh, a club that hasn't even been open yet, the Laughing Tap in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. A few rad. You just had Nepalese food for the first time. I did. I things are happening. Yeah, a lot of firsts. Uh huh. I got nothing to bitch about on this tour, to be honest with you, Jackie. I'm very upset about that. That's what I'm mad about. I have mad, mad that I have nothing to bitch about on this tour. <laughs> That's right. No, sir. I don't like it. Except for I did. I did yeah. like it. It was really fun. <laughs> And that's what I bring to the table. Uh, fun. fun and uh, a place to not be able to, to do the podcast that you love so much. I got a podcast where I bitch about shit, but I got nothing. What's funny is you have a podcast that's quite the opposite of mine. It's everything. almost diametrically opposed. Yes. <laughs> the Dork Forest is a podcast where she talks, where she has guests on, and they talk about things that they love. They absolutely it, adore. Literally, the slogan is The Dork Forest, a safe space. <laughs> and that was back when the words a safe space were funny to say. Yeah. Now it's uh, triggering uh, yeah. for sad sacks. Yeah. And, uh, but in 2006, when I started the podcast, uh, nobody knew what the fuck I meant. Mm-hmm. And it was just funny yeah uh so maybe i should change it to whatever the thing that's hip to say now that nobody gets why i'm saying it what's funny is i've described this not knowing that i've described my podcast as a safe safe space to hate so (laughs) 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 where you can hate on shit like right mm -hmm. like interesting interesting Lori was on and she talked about how much she hated raisins and i'd never heard anybody speak so passionately about a dehydrated grape before who uh Lori who Kill Martin. Oh, interesting. Interesting. I've heard of her. I've heard of her. <laughs> <laughs> Bam! It was a zinger. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. I've been hanging out with my brothers. Can you tell? <laughs> Holy smokes. There's a lot of simple, simple comedy going on <laughs> when you're hanging out with uh, with your brothers. Does that shit get on your nerves after a while? No. No. Uh, it, it, has, it never not get on my nerves. Oh. So my nerves are desensitized <laughs> at this point. And so I just... Uh, uh, send, so it's sort of like that... Um, that cow is outstanding in its field joke. Oh, yeah. Where yes. you're just like, yeah, that's that joke. And then sometimes I laugh at it. Did you hear? I'd tie a laugh right there. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and sometimes I go, yep. And, uh, but there's when nothing. You're feeling to be done. less tolerant. Right. You just, I just go, oh, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. That is, there's that joke and there's that cow. So, uh, and so the same is happening when, um, 
My brother Russ likes to ask me if I know famous people. Uh, the other day he said, so do you know Flea? He likes to pick like the weirdest. Yeah. He's like, you know. Um, the guy that always wears a diaper and the red hat chili peppers. That's the obscure. Well, and it, it, sometimes he is like Don Rickles or the dead. Like sometimes he picks someone. He's like, you know Penny Marshall, don't you? And I was like, <laughs> leave Penny Marshall out of this. Yeah. And I uh, fucking love Penny Marshall. Yeah. And, uh, and no, I haven't met Penny no, Marshall. No, no, I have not. I met Gary Marshall one time, and uh, that <laughs> very was very person. exciting. I love Gary Marshall, too. <laughs> yeah, it's always uh, weird when they're just like, wait, you live in that place where all those people are. You, you know them all? You know? It's almost how, like... That's um, the funny thing that he... That, that's what he thinks is funny. Mm-hmm. He's like, and then he'll, he'll name anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, like, what was the last famous person? Like, if you, if someone says, who, "Who famous have you met?" For me, yeah, the most recent one uh, is John Mayer. I met him at the store. I don't even know who that is. He's a very, <laughs> he's a very famous singer songwriter. Oh, he he's actually, not a comic. He, no, okay. he's not a comic. I mean, he's trying to do stand up. He's going out with Chappelle and stuff, and like they're going on stage and and uh, talking Riffing? and stuff. Yeah, doing the little riff riff. And he's getting better. What band is he in? Well, now he plays in the Dead of all places. The Grateful Dead. Yes, he's. he's See, I've heard of that band. Yeah, um, it's either that one or the other famous jam band. I always get those two mixed up. Sing a few bars, do I? I'm sure that I've been to a grocery store and I know because the look on your face, you're like, you fucking know who John Mayer is. You've heard it. He did that really famous. I want to run through the halls of my high school. I want to scream at the top of my lungs. Nope. Nope. All right. Anyway. I don't know a lot about music. Is anyone still listening to Harry Chapin? <laughs> anything anything happening there? <laughs> anyone still listening <laughs> to really, really bad sticks? I think they're back, aren't they? <laughs> Paradise Theater. Anyone? Anyway. Um, <laughs> I bought an album this year. That's not true. I bought several albums. I bought the Lizzo album. Oh, nice. I bought um, a Dolly Parton Greatest Hits album. Mm-hmm. And I think I bought... I'll tell you something I don't like about this whole Lizzo Chance situation. Chance the Rapper. Oh, nice. I bought a Chance the Rapper album, which nice. I've only listened to half of because I got bored. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, I know he's listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, I, I don't think it's going to affect uh, your bottom line, sir. No, I know. Anyway. I you, you bought it, so. Yeah. yeah. I liked a Christmas song that he sang, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, so I bet he has other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> The Lizzo thing yeah. has been uh, annoying because it's oh, is it? om- oh, there has been, uh, it's not her. I think she's great. She should, you know, show your ass, boo. I don't give a fuck. But the part that annoys me is the way that the people have been exalting her. or They're acting like there hasn't been a fat black chick that's been uh, incredible before her. You know what I mean? And it's really because uh, there's been, like, white chicks just started fucking with fat black chicks, I guess. You know what I mean? Oh. With the po- the body positivity movement and all that stuff. So it's like, um, yeah, I've been listening to Jill Scott for years, okay? She's right. already amazing. I, I've never heard of, she, she, that bitch sings about food in almost every song. You know what I mean? Right. And I know that, didn't Lizzo say something like, well, I'm, I'm glad everybody's into it now, but, you know, I've been working for, like, a dozen years. Yeah. Well, I remember yeah. when I first... Uh, moved to LA like four or five years ago. I was actually on a podcast with Lizzo um, before that. Before you've that met song. Lizzo, I have. When when before the the thing, she went super big. Super big. She was on um, 
what's it called? The Marin? Tuskegee Jokeman with okay. me. And it was just like, it's a room full of, it's like all black comics. And then you go on and you riff and it's super fun. And she was on uh, one time and it was great. She was great. Awesome. And, uh, but yeah, I remember when I went through like a shitty breakup fucking, I guess four or five years ago now. And uh, that fucking, I do my head toss, check yeah. my nails. That, yeah, that was already a thing. And okay. now everybody's acting like it's a thing new. But I get it. Some people don't know until they know. And that's what this podcast is about, where you get to go, what the fuck? Yeah. I knew that before they knew that. Yeah, this is and the I was hating on. It's a Right. It's a, <laughs> let me get these puka shells out of your way. <laughs> Bam! Uh, anyone doing puka shells still? Probably not. No. Um, good for you. She's making reference to, uh, I actually had the, the honor of meeting a lot of Jackie's family. <laughs> right. This, You've met a great number of my, of my. Your relatives. And. There, there's a young man, her nephew, who uh, we went to the mall. We were buying uh, toys for tots. Humble brag about how wonderful we are. And uh, small he- balloon. <laughs> I would like to get a balloon with my name on it. Uh-huh. It could be even written in Sharpie. It doesn't have to be a custom balloon. <laughs> right. And uh, her nephew comes back and he has a bag, a Tilly's bag. And I was like, oh, what'd you get? And he was like, oh, I have a white sweatshirt, but there's a stain on it. So I need a new white sweatshirt. And this kid literally looks like a PacSun ad. So I was like, <laughs> did you get puka shells to go with your sweatshirt? And then, ha, 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 me and his brother laughed very hard. It was very fun. And then I found out later that I upset <laughs> his mom by making fun of her son. Right. Not and- not remember, not knowing that uh Michael uh, Cation has been made fun of since birth yeah. uh, by everyone around him yeah. and uh, and has survived and is fine and actually has a good zinger or two right back at you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he's uh, and he doesn't care. Yeah. So you're fine. Yeah. Um, but I, I la- but I laughed you. secondhand when uh, when his mom told me that I laughed and laughed. <laughs> Because he, he looks like a PacSun ad. You're right. And he literally said, he goes, I have such a soft spot for Tilly's and PacSun. Those are my two favorite things. So then I was like, well, natu- naturally, my, th- my you, next question is. You're, yeah, you're a very smooth looking dude. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he looks you like look a PacSun like you're surfing. Ad. You're nowhere near the ocean. I get nowhere. It. Nowhere. Not even, uh, I don't even know if you can surf in Lake Michigan. Because we are in Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. Madison, Wisconsin. And in December. This is... Uh, I've heard my entire career. I've heard about how great this club is, and everybody sucks this club's dick. And for years and years, because I had never worked it until now. Thank you to you. No problem. Thank you very uh, much. I to love you. Uh, this. is uh, This is an amazing. Uh, the story of this club is kind of amazing, because I started doing stand up in Madison, Wisconsin, in 1984, and it was at uh, at a building uh, up a couple of blocks right from here, across the street. Mm-hmm at a dive bar that was a pool hall called the State Street Infirmary. Beneath it was something called the Comedy Cellar, and it was owned by Sam Kinison's brother, Bill Kinison. And it was the most skidball, dirtbag. There were seven of us, local comics. Right. We all got all the stage time in the whole wide world. I was the only woman. And, um, and then Bill would bring in friends of Sam's from the comedy store, who were willing to work for $250 a week. This is so in the boom. At the time, yeah. Right. So. <laughs> this is during the boom, by the way, when everyone was bragging about MCs getting $1,200 a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, these banana heads. In an eight ball. You forgot, uh, the, you forgot the Coke. Oh, the eight ball was there. Yeah. That was actually real. Uh, because the That's why they did it for two fifty is because they were still getting an eight ball, too. Yeah, and they were getting air, and then they would stay in a shitty apartment, right? Right. Um, so, but the... Yeah, and State Street Infirmary was literally just a coke front. Mm-hmm. And but it was 
owned by that building was owned by the guy that owns this comedy club and his daughters run it. And, uh, he doesn't, he didn't run the comedy cellar. He doesn't run this club. He, I think he likes the idea of stand-up comedy. Yeah. His daughters actually love stand-up comedy. Um, which is a game changer. Yeah. Which brings me back to what I was saying. I mean, we're sitting in a room with an amazing, I mean, look at this. It's Marin, Christina P., Rory Scovel, Jessica Kearson, Beth Stelling, Bobby Lee, Beth Stelling, David Tell. David Tell. Yeah. Yeah. They this got is, good taste here. They got real good taste. And I'm and I'm honored to be part of it. And I was happy to bring you because uh, uh, you need to be on their radar. Yeah. Well, that's right. what I'm saying is like, I just my, so I came in going, we'll see. We'll see how great. They, and they are. They're great. And then. <laughs> it's a fucking gravy boat, man. <laughs> they, they fucking, I literally walked in. They have this huge green room. They have snacks. They got like, and I walked in and I was like, oh, wow. You guys built a place that makes it seem like you want us to be here. And that's all we ever want. That's why we got in this is to fill a hole that our family <laughs> did not fill. So it, it was just, that's all it was. Oh, you want food? I got, uh, we got your food. You want, you want a beverage? Here's yeah. a beverage. It's, this is, for me, this is one of the three best comedy clubs in the country. And the other two being the Comedy Works in Denver and Acme. And Acme, and, I and, also just did for the first time because of you. So I literally got to do two of the best clubs in the country back right. to back because you're a fucking angel. I need a balloon, <laughs> but not a mylar because they they make a bird sick. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know what the mylar. There's some reason I'm not supposed to want a mylar balloon, mm-hmm. even though it's shiny. It's shiny. Okay. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we're doing shows, and this what this will come out next week or the week after. Uh, it'll come Christmas out in a few days. Yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because Christmas is here, and here's what I hate. Okay, I hate the end of fucking Christmas. That's why we t- we celebrate Christmas till Armenian Christmas, January sixth, in my house, in my <laughs> in my household. We keep the tree up till the seventh. Yeah, in case you guys didn't know, Jackie Cation is actually Armenian. I'm Armenian, mm-hmm. and it's good times. And um. But the in Armenian Christmas is the sixth, and I don't go to church, uh, but I have a tree and I have all the Santa things, and mm-hmm. and my life is better. Here's what I love about Christmas, um, and so I hate. This is what's funny. What's funny is so many people bitch about Christmas, and you have the opposite. You hate for it to be over, right? People, yeah, people do bitch about it, and they're just like, "No, I love it. It's just it's so stressful." And I was like. Well, then here's an idea, Scrooge. Keep Christmas in your heart all fucking year. Yeah. Just do Christmas, whatever. Let me tell you something. That MAME song, the song from MAME, um, I Need a Little Christmas Right Now. Yeah. Uh, I, I listen to that all year. All year I listen to that fucking song. Mm-hmm. Because um, sometimes I need a little Christmas right fucking now. See, the, the song I listen to all year is, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. <laughs> That's the one I listen to. Is that the one you listen to? No. Because it, really. it changes your life. <laughs> <laughs> I just want an exotic animal. I just want to be a billionaire and have a pet hippo. Uh, you know that a hippo will kill you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you know that? That's why it can have its own pond. I don't want to fuck with it. I just want to. Nearsighted. That's why. <laughs> They're totally nearsighted. If they see any movement, they charge it. And then all of a sudden- Oh, you I'm so sorry. After they've <laughs> maimed you. Right. And then they're like, they, you've been hippoed. <laughs> you've been hippoed. In a... I once got to feed a hippo and the zoo lady said, don't fall into the pen with the hippo because uh, it'll kill you. And I can't save you because if I go in to save you, it'll kill, it'll me kill both of us. <laughs> 
So we didn't. And we essentially we fed it a sort of a modified Waldorf salad. What you're doing is you're throwing like a head of cabbage at it and yeah. some apples. Nice. And then it eats them. No walnuts. Anyway, um, but here's the thing about Christmas. So Christmas, for people are like, it starts too soon, Halloween. And it does start too soon, except for I don't care. Yeah. Uh, I'm on board. I want the tinsel. And here's why I want it to last. Only at Christmas time can you bitch at people to be more generous. Yeah. You can literally just go, well, it's the holidays. Yeah, no, be a, nice. Yeah. Why, don't you, why don't you make sure you're nice to everybody because it's the holidays. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you know this, but April 7th, nobody's, <laughs> you can't say to somebody, hey, it's almost tax day. Uh, why don't you fucking <laughs> be nice to someone? Uh, you can't do it. And so I'm a huge fan of just having kind of a, you know, there's just a backup, a backup reason where you can uh, you can boss people. Yeah, can't, it, it's, it, well, that's the whole thing is the tis the season. Why do we have to just be nice for this season? You know what I mean? Yeah. Right? And now that the season is starting at Halloween, like there was Christmas Maybe stuff out Maybe that's what it Halloween. is. Maybe it's a low-key way to get people to be nicer for it's more a, of the it's, year. It's low-key socialism, you guys. <laughs> it's coming at you, but it's a lateral move. It's sliding in. <laughs> it's sliding in right before the Nightmare Before Christmas. Anyway. Oh, I love the Nightmare Before Christmas. I was one of those kids. Like I wasn't like a I wasn't a goth kid, but I did dabble in uh, oh, the did hot you do some dabbling? Yeah, hot <laughs> topic arts. <laughs> Good for you. Because yeah, it wasn't the dark arts. I didn't have an altar or anything, but I did have. <laughs> but I did have a. a Jack did you have a glove with a, a Jack Skellington? <laughs> <laughs> I always liked the idea of a fishnet. For a while, I wore a fishnet, Carmen oh, I, Morales. Yeah, I did too. Nice. I don't know why. I had a pair of leather pants when I was in high school too. That, that, were they leather or pleather? They were pleather. I couldn't afford okay. real leather pants. Yeah, yeah. Um, but man, would that make you sweat? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Not a big fan. In Florida, of all places. Right. Smart move. Oh, my car. God. Yeah. Peeling them off to mm -hmm. go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, ah. Yeah, that, those are the pants. And then you trying wear to pull them back up. up. Anybody. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Trying to pull them up, and you're like, my pants are—they're breathing, so they're sweating copiously now. And then you try to drag those pants back up, and you're like, oops. You should get one of those crotch, those uh, the squeezy crotch things. <laughs> you, know, you know the coin purses that old men used to carry the plastic ones that you'd yeah. squeeze. Is that you what should... you call them, a crotch coin purse? <laughs> well, I do now. But if you get a squeezy crotch thing That's like that, uh, then you could just. You squeeze it in and the coins come out. It opens like I never thought of it, but it does look kind of like a pussy. Well, yeah, it looks like, well, and, and it looks like whenever you get like a bodysuit that has that crotch thing that you can pee through, it's always one of those squeezy crotch. There's a squeezy coin purse thing. <laughs> Remember my grandfather had those. He didn't have a pussy. My grandmother had one too. Everyone's grandfather should have had one of those plastic squeezy things. And you're like, what is that for? And you're like, just carry change in your pocket like a person. <laughs> yeah, why do you have to? But have I this think they had holes in pussy. their pockets. <laughs> Fuck it. I think P I think the old men in my life had holes in their pockets. <laughs> and um, and my grandmother, because they only had like two pairs of pants or something, mm -hmm. which is weird because I currently well, I have two pairs of pants. Jerk off in public. Uh, no. <laughs> no, you don't. That seems a lot, I think. I I beg to differ. <laughs> which Gentlemen, means true. Which means I means I may not know about it. Maybe maybe I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that there's no pocket there so you can get to your dick. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying that there's just a hole that dimes would fall through. 
Yeah, I'm not trying to incriminate your grandfather. I'm just saying that's another thing. The yeah, would you leave thing. David Cation out of this? <laughs> His Armenian name, Tavit. Tavit Cation. Tavit. Yes, I sound a little bit like Kira Sultanovich when I tried to do the accent. Tavit. Nobody, I don't know. I, I, I didn't know him. He died when I was three. I did not kill him. Oh, okay. Yeah. You weren't a child soldier, a three-year-old with, with an AK-47? Skittles and, a, and, a, and a watching shot. Rambo 14 times a day. No. Uh, did you guys read that? The boy soldier. Did anybody read that about Sierra Leone? I did. Michael, actually. Young Michael Cation uh, gave me that book. Oh, nice. He was reading it in high school, and I read it, and it was outstanding. It was an amazing book. It was about a boy soldier in Sierra Leone mm-hmm. who, when he was 12, he was actually walking with three of his buddies to, to the two towns over, which was like 12 miles. Mm-hmm. So it was going to take him two days to get there or something like that. They were, uh, he had his Walkman and an LL Cool J uh, tape, and they were going uh, to a rap conta- contest where he was going to rap. And, oh, um, so it was like a child version of 8 Mile. Yeah, except for that they had to walk two days to do it. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of it, they... Uphill both ways? Or? Uh, well, their village got burned down by the rebels. And oh, wow. and all of his all of his people got killed, and so they headed back toward it, and then they got captured by the army. And it turns out it doesn't matter who captures you when you're twelve; they turn you into a soldier. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so we well, got less of an argument. You can't be like, "Oh, this is against my religion." I don't wanna. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you're like, "So sad, too bad." And then six years later, he was well. It must have been seven years later because he was seventeen, and the UN came in to Sierra Leone, and they were like. We have to try to save some of these young men. And they took all of the men that were under the age of 18. And he said, and so he was 17. So he got to go and be deprogrammed and rehabilitated Mm -hmm. and write this book and now become a a UN rep. And, you know, he's like an amazing social, you know, um, he works social advocate, right. For his, for his country and, and for, and for this problem. Now, and he, I believe, went to Harvard and stuff. So, But the weird thing is, is he, he said in the book, there were a couple of amazing things. One where he was, got, he said, I got kind of depressed before, before the army caught him. He was eating uh, essentially not ripe oranges. Is this based on a real a Yeah. Story? Oh, wow. Oh, it's completely just a memoir. Oh, shit. And he was eating not ripe oranges. And uh, the last oh, village he had- because you have an orange tree in your yard, you know how bad that is. It could be bad. Yeah. And then, uh, and then he, the last uh, place he tried to go into, like village for help, mm-hmm. they stole his shoes. So he he was like, I got really depressed when I didn't eat anything except for those two oranges over those three days, and I didn't have any shoes. And I'm reading it and going, that's when you got depressed. That's, that's when it, that's, that's when, when it all started. That's when it started bumming you out. Bumming a little. You, yeah, and not then, the village burning down. And, right, and in your life becoming just a just a, a weird soldier? shit show. <laughs> well, no, then he was captured and he became a child soldier, oh, right, and they right. gave him skittles and made him watch Rambo a lot. Mm-hmm. And then he was slitting throats and doing all these things. So Jeez. when he was 17, the UN comes in and he said he was standing next to a, a really good friend of his, another child soldier, who was 18, and they couldn't take him. They left him in the army. Oh yeah, super sad, super sad. Was he depressed then too, or no? He was, he was a little disappointed. He was like, "I was like, ah, oh, I gotta go. I gotta take the opportunity, <laughs> and I'm very sorry that you are still going to be a murderer. Yeah, I'm gonna stop being a murderer. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's pretty brutal. Yeah, <laughs> turns out the oranges weren't so bad. Now with all the murdering, <laughs> right? And the and he didn't describe like he mentioned the murdering in passing. 
Oh, really? Yeah. He was just like, well, you know, we were in, we all had wet these guns, and then we also had knife training, and then we, and you had to do these things to m- make sure that they knew that you were uh, on board. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, the things you're glossing over are the horrors of it all. Yeah. And um, thanks for not painting that picture. Right. It was. It was actually. So this book it was. It was called the boy. I think it was called Boy Soldier. Sierra Leone uh, is in the title. Anyway, it's a really, really amazing book. I would recommend it. But uh, speaking of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he got. He got, uh, he got his freedom for Christmas. Yeah. And, uh, you remember that song, Do They Know It's Christmas? They still play it sometimes. It was a We Are the World kind of thing where it was supposed to benefit oh, right. um, things in Africa. And there was, I was on a show, speaking of famous people I've met, I think I tried to tell you this story the other night. What? Uh, VH1, The List. I was on it. Henry Rollins hosted it. And there'd be a rotating group of people who would pick two songs um, uh, to be on a list of something. Uh, and the list would be, these are the most, insp- and the, the one that I was on was I was supposed to pick inspirational songs. Uh, songs that would so inspire you. So you did a set you. and then you picked two songs and then VH1 it was all would panel. Re- release the list? It okay. was all panel. And it was me, Steven Seagal, um in Henry Ray, Rollins. Henry Rollins what hosting an odd combo. Ray Manzarek <laughs> and from the doors and which is a musical reference that I get. <laughs> and then the guy who played Chandler's roommate on Friends when Joey moved out and was also in Saving Private Ryan he played the young Jewish soldier. I have no uh, idea. He what is, is an actor, and you could all <laughs> look it up. Anyway, but he was the cool kid on the on the tour, right? Because Ray Manzarek and Steven Skull were uh, dinosaurs, right? And then I am clueless, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> not to be confused with the '90s uh, hit movie <laughs> well, Clueless. Can you imagine me on a show where I'm to pick music? Yeah. It's been every. It's been because we. It's been established. It's not working out. Five hour drive together, and then like I would play music, and then you'd be like, "Oh yeah, I know this song." Oh yeah, one after another one. Yeah, and it would be hours and hours of you going, "Oh yeah," (laughs) or I don't know this song, and then the chorus would come on, and we're like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, know this song." (laughs) And then when she would play music, it would be the five same five songs over and over and over again. Five Christmas songs. Yeah, one. Michael Bublé song, one the f- song from its fro the Frozen movie, <laughs> Pentatonic singing, Let It Snow, two Michael Bublé songs. There's a new song I put on there, the Jonas Brothers <laughs> about Christmas. That's terrible, but I love it so. And uh, and then the last one might have been nine to five. No, it wasn't. I don't know what it was. And so, but so we got that five song loop, and then I was just like, hey, can I? Can I, can I, can I music, get in? Please. Can I get in on this? And <laughs> tag me in. Coach. But it was all yacht. You called it yacht rock. Ooh, I did make you listen to some yacht rock. And yeah. the yacht rock, which uh, my sister told me, is there's that's a channel on XM Sirius. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got one. And uh, and it's the all bridge. that. It's all that fucking the same songs. All I remember is being super poor as a four year old and on and on <laughs> keeps on trying. <laughs> da da da. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> A lot of singing on this episode of No, Sir, I Don't. What's it called? <laughs> no, Sir, I Don't Like It. <laughs> no, Sir, I Don't Like It. No, Sir, Pod for short. No, Sir, Pod. Yeah. Nice. Is there anything else you don't like? Is there anything that's happened on this trip that bummed you out or bothered you? Oh, you, I mean, know, you have to deal with your family a lot. So I've been. Uh, it's and been I love impressive. my family, but I get twitchy. 
Here's the thing. There's two things going on when I travel to the Midwest to do these shows for my family, uh, around my family, is I want to visit my family and I want to do these shows. I'm at work, but I should hang out with my family. Um, I should hang out with my family, but I should also work, right? Yeah. And so what I should do is I should just come another time and just plan to hang out with all of my friends and family. Yeah. And not have to work. But I've tried that, and I end up going down to Acme. Anyways. And, anyways. Because you and, need a break from your family. And just picking up sets. Yeah. And um, that happens to me when I go to Florida. It's the same thing where I always have this grant. I was like, no, I'm just going to hang out with my family. And then I'm there, and two and a half days in, um, my eyes one sh- eyes shutting down. <laughs> I'm picking fights with everybody. I'm like, I need to get on right. stage. You, right. I can't handle this. Right. There is something that when whenever you get around your family, like you revert back right. to being – a I child become. I don't know if it's a child, but I definitely am more immature around my family. Right, and well, the roles were you. It's it's a role reversal back to what it was like, mm-hmm. and you can you fight it, and you end up, and especially if you recognize yourself doing it, it's easier to just go, oh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not playing this. It doesn't help that my dad is a old child. So <laughs> then it's just me fighting with an old <laughs> child, but it looks like me bullying an old man. <laughs> You know? <laughs> well. Because it's like, you don't know what he did before. You don't know. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't look good from the outside, but uh, if you had the history <laughs> lesson going into it, it'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then you have all these social obligations that you have to do. And right. Because like, I mean, the last few years, I actually would go to Florida and just not tell anybody. Because then it's like, oh, when's your show? When are we hanging out? Can we have lunch? Can we do this? Can we do that? Oh, right. And it's just like, oh, uh, I have I have shit I have to do. That's the other thing, too, is because we do stand up. Nobody thinks that we work at all, like during the day or have any, like we have shit to do oh, at all. Right. Like the six hours of social media bullshit that I'm doing yeah. to try to get people to come out to my show and know who the hell I am. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. It's my, my family gets that more now than they've ever gotten it. Mm-hmm. But um, it is, yeah. I think they understand it more than they have ever understood it. So it's, yeah. it, it's, it's good because I can just say, uh, no. <laughs> I but it is, it's super stressful to be pulled. And I'm certain that happens to people that, that aren't us when they go back to see their family. They're just being pulled in several different directions. And at the end of the day, it's like, it's fucking exhausting. Right. I'm with you. Totally get it. Mm-hmm. 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 Give me a tight five, please. Okay. Not you, but I just mean. Oh. In, in this, in the, <laughs> right, right. I'm talking to my family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just need... Just lend me a car and let me let me crash here. <laughs> Please. How about that? <laughs> I um, I just realized there's something else that I hate. What? But, uh, from this trip is what I've realized is that um, be- since Captain Knobjob came to power mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, I have been happy reading impeachment. Everybody happy impeachment. Uh, would that it meant something? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it may, it may, maybe it is the step one in our checks and balances that will create the next. <laughs> Uh, thing which is eventually hopefully the removal of him and his minions so but i've been reading a lot of romance novels been reading the i don't watch here's what i don't uh you would think because i read so many romance novels that i would love those hallmark lifetime netflix oh, I hate those. well i've been trying to watch them because like jen kirkman mm-hmm. aaron foley yeah these are friends of mine there's people i like yeah um they, they all like them they like them uh, I can't stand them. 
They're they're, all, they're such predictable plots, and they're all the same thing. It's either you wouldn't either, think that would stop me <laughs> <laughs> because of the romance novel. Because thing. of the romance yeah. novel, I'd be like, oh no, this should be this should be right up my alley. <laughs> yeah. But it is. It's like it's always either asshole boyfriend or, you know, guy that beats her up and then she rebels and and overcomes that adversity. Or it's super cheesy, like every story I've ever heard. That first one isn't even happening. Really? It's never even. It's not the burning bed. You would think Lifetime (laughs) would do the burning bed, the Christmas story. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I want. Uh, But they but it's always especially the Hallmark, the Hallmark ones are. It's literally like vanilla yogurt. I don't know. It's yeah. uh, it's too sweet. There's nothing to it. At least plain yogurt has some personality. Yeah. Uh, you know what? It also reminds me of, uh, like, that's the... <laughs> it's... <laughs> I met a woman who directed them. Oh, really? Yeah. And I asked her... Why do they suck so bad? Well, I didn't ask her that because oh. that felt rude. Oh, touche. Uh, we were at we were at an event, um, <laughs> and I want to maybe don't open with it, right? And and <laughs> I would like get to, to that though. What? what I, why don't you book me? I could run a bakery <laughs> or some fucking thing. Um, yeah, you could be the aunt that's like, I think he likes you. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna orchestrate this. Yep. Uh, this nutcracker toy came to life, <laughs> and he wants to fuck you. Uh, I want that to be the story, but it's. Never. It's, so I was asking. I was like, "Is what is the B?" Because I had never watched them. Now I've only watched three of them, mm-hmm. and I, when I say watched, I mean most of them. Like I've never made it through one. It's yeah. very disappointing to me because I have an appreciation of crap uh, that could have expanded into this into this area. Yeah. Um, but there's no B plot. Yeah, uh, and the B plot for me, and this is probably not the correct use of the term. But uh, I've I've advocated for years that the shittier the movie, the more subversive the message. Mm-hmm. There's always some weird twist to it. Like the glaringly obvious ones are always Footloose. Footloose was a dance movie with Kevin Bacon, right? Yep. Well, the message of Footloose is censorship is bad. Yeah. They're burning books. Don't fucking do it. Yeah. Right? So that's the message of, of Footloose. Another glaringly obvious one is Dirty Dancing. Uh, Patrick Swayze. Uh, Je- Jennifer, well, who cares? Gray. Jennifer uh, Gray. Jennifer Gray. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about dance and, and all these things. Um, and the B plot of that is keep abortion legal. Yeah. And um, and don't be a dick about it. Don't be a dick about it. And also, and then there's some like economy kind of stuff about classism and stuff. Uh-huh. But, um, and Blue Crush, do you ever see that one? The surfing movie? It was a surfing movie set about in Hawaii. The chick that got her arm bit off? Uh, no, it was a chick who, who who was a surfer, and she was trying to um, get, you know, she was trying to win a thing. And the, the, the message there was literally, true happiness is found through corporate sponsorship. Wow. So it was, it could be right wing, it could be left wing, it could be a positive thing, it could be a super grabby horrible thing lilo and stitch the message of lilo and stitch is that foster care is to be avoided at all times at all costs yeah <laughs> and uh you're just like jesus christ okay and um so but the thing is so with these hallmark movies or these lifetime movies i asked this woman she i think she directed lifetime and i said so what's the b plot is there is there any kind of message that you guys are selling and she looked at me and she goes no 
Yeah. There's literally nothing. <laughs> and then I was talking to my brother, my brother Russ, who also watches the Hallmark ones a lot. Mm-hmm. He said he watches them because he finds it fascinating that they're an hour and a half ad for Hallmark. Yeah. Because they're using these mugs that are sp- oh. for sale at the Hallmark store. Mm-hmm. There's, they're going to find a gingerbread house that is for sale at the Hallmark store. Oh, wow. There's slippers. They have all this crap. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, Jesus. And uh, but, but there's never any plot to it. You know, just like, and the dudes are all interchangeable. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. It's, that's the the other women thing too, are it? more interesting looking. Yeah. And, but the guys are all the same. It's yeah, just, it's just you, they put a different wig on them each episode, <laughs> but it's the same. They put a different guy. sweater on that on on the same looking dude. They're all six feet to six feet two, mm-hmm. and they have regular features. Like it's nothing, it's nothing yeah, they're like extraordinary. Kendall's. They're very boring it's, facially. Yeah, and I'm sure that they're in real life. They have they're people. Yeah, uh, but in these movies, they've been they've been soldered down to Kendall's. Yeah, and you're like, ah, oh, fuck. So. That's something that I've that I was been very disappointed about this Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would though I did watch the Netflix one, which had a little bit more personality to it. It was called Noel, mm-hmm. and Ron Funches has a bit part in it where he played one of the elves uh, of Santa's elves, mm-hmm. and it was about Noel and her brother Nick, and it was about how her brother, th- their siblings, and their dad is Santa, and uh, so Nick is going to be the next Santa. But he doesn't want to. He wants to start yoga. He wants to be a yoga instructor <laughs> in Phoenix. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. That is literally the plot of Noelle. <laughs> and so he runs away and she chases after him. And she's like, hey, be fucking Santa. You got to take one for the team like everybody, right. every other Kringle has. But it is right. But it is glaringly obvious from when she is a tiny child that she should be Santa. Oh, OK. And we. Um, so the, do, So girls get to be Santa now? Girls get to be Santa now, but girls have always gotten to be Santa. Mm-hmm. It turns out they're uh, th- they don't have any history of it, and there's a lot of old like dinosaur dudes who are like, no, it has to be Nick. It has- the girls can't be Santa. I'd it's got to be a cousin. I think. I think. I think it'd be way more fun to be Krampus. Just like have a. That's because of- you you enjoy a grump. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was one, I think, sometimes. Maybe that's what it is. But they seem like they, uh, I love a grumble. I love a grumble, a curmudgeon-y. A bumble. Did you watch the Muppet movie the other day? I didn't, I didn't know I get to, I fell asleep immediately. But I never got to see it. But I didn't, and that's probably why, like, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Oh, God, I love them all. It's uh, uh, Give me top five. Okay. So Muppet Christmas movie is really good. Mm -hmm. The Mr. Magoo Christmas Carol Mm -hmm. is really good. Uh, because he's fucking Mr. Magoo. Yeah. He doesn't even adorable. know that he's Scrooge. Mm-hmm. He literally is blindly. He can't see it. It's right in front of him. Yeah. Um, uh, and then Holiday Inn, I watch it every year. There's the scene in black and it, and this is all in blackface. There's a scene. Have you ever seen Holiday Inn? No. It is probably 1942 or 1938. Bing Crosby, Fred Astaire. Um, There's legit blackface in it? Legit blackface because Holiday Inn, Bing Crosby starts uh, an inn that's open only on holidays. And oh, wow. and President's Day today used to be two holidays. It used to be Washington's birthday and Lincoln's birthday. Mm-hmm. And so Before he does. Before they combined them together right. to make President's Day. Exactly. Yeah. So. Because I remember you having to get two days off, which was super sweet. Mm-hmm. And so it starts at Christmas 
And it is usually the first Christmas movie I watch. You know, I, I and I watch all the the Grinch and the Grinch cartoon, obviously. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Uh, you know, R- Rudolph and all the assholes that become Do his friends. Do you watch the claymation ones? Yeah, like the like the old ones. Yeah. yeah. And then actually there's a really good new cartoon and it's not that new. It's probably 10 years old, but it's called Prep and Landing. Mm-hmm. And it's like a Pixar cartoon and it's only 22 minutes prep and landing there's a prep and landing too that i've never seen but prep and landing is fantastic and uh it's it's literally it's about the prep and landing teams that uh that go before santa and um this guy doesn't want to be he's been in prep and landing for 300 years and he's hoping to get uh he wants a promotion. to be a yoga instructor now he would also he would <laughs> like to uh he, he, yes <laughs> He wants to be promoted to like uh, head of the naughty list or head of the not nice list, where he's mm-hmm. he's he, he wants a desk job. Got it. Anyway, but uh, see that's see I think that says a lot of like because for, for me my fate my two favorite Christmas movies are Scrooged and uh, Bad Elf? Santa. Bad Santa. Yeah. So again, crumudgeony, and then you know, love makes them overcomes them and they become less crumudgeony. Except for that, they're 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 sort of. Yeah, those are not my my. I mean, if this were the Dork Forest, yeah. I would say, oh, good, oh, interesting. But uh, <laughs> we're at no Serpod, so I could say those those movies fucking blow. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they blow because they're full of just they're they're about assholes. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That's what says a lot about me is I love an asshole that becomes a nice person because they're showered but they with love. Barely become a nice person, right? Scrooged. That's just creepy, and then and then bad Santa. That's the drunk one, right? Yeah, yeah. He's a drunk, that's, and-, and that never. I watched both of them going, oh, fucking hipsters. And uh, I was like, I don't want any part of it. And, and then the other one, uh, and this one, this one's way more sappy. The other one I, I do enjoy is uh, Love Actually. I don't know, which I don't know if is, a, is officially a Christmas movie. Well, but so I think is Die is. Hard, right? People mm-hmm. call Die Hard a Christmas movie. Yeah. But like, I like the old ones, like The Bishop's Wife. I'll do some fast forwarding through the ice skating scene, but that's Cary Grant and mm-hmm. um, God, famous people, whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's he plays an angel, and uh, and then, and it's he comes down to help this bishop. It's it's an it's another old one from the thirties, mm-hmm. and then it's a wonderful life. Is great. I never saw that, but I heard it was like one of the most depressing films ever. Well, like, and if you want to cry a lot, well. It, and it, this was you, you the, seen, I always get that one mixed up with the Miracle on 34th Street. I always the the original Miracle on 34th Street is wonderful too. But the the thing is is there are these are movies where you where every year you either love it or hate it. You you ever watch the um the the Charlie Brown uh Christmas yeah. and Thanksgiving and Halloween ones. I didn't watch and, all of them, but I've seen the Christmas one. Okay. Well, I I watch all three of those too. And the thing is is Lucy holds the the football. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And uh, Charlie Brown tries to kick it every year, and she pulls it away. Mm-hmm. Year to year to year, I will either laugh at that or get so fucking mad at Lucy mm-hmm. or laugh at it or go, you are such a fucking cunt, yeah. or laugh at it. I mean, it's <laughs> like for 50 years. But I've I think been... that happens every year because I don't, I don't think everybody feels – I think this is the difference is everybody feels different about Christmas every year. I think it also just depends on where you're at. Right, and you're you know? supposed to feel good about it. Right. Which And the pressure of that can make it go, well, this, is, this fucking sucks. Yeah. I can't do it this year. Because there's some years where I'm fucking all about it, and then there's some years where I, I got my own little Grinchmas going on where it's 
like I don't really want to participate. Right. So if you watch It's a Wonderful Life, when you're you're crying and you're like, this is our lives touch so many other lives. It's so beautiful. And then other years you're like, fucking leave that town. Let them figure (laughs) their own shit out, you enabling piece of shit. You are a co you're so Al-Anon, go yeah. <laughs> and get out. And uh, and then other years you're like, it is so beautiful. Yeah. And the same is true with The Bishop's Wife. The same is true with uh, Miracle on 34th Street, where you're like... They're... So do you think there's a year where you don't mind Scrooged? Yes. The first time I saw it, um, Andy liked it so much mm-hmm. <laughs> that I was like... No, no, I see, I see where we are. <laughs> as far as I was concerned, that movie, they Bill Murray was miscast. They should have cast Dabney Coleman. Why? Because um, Bill Murray, as a, he was, it's sort of like, you ever watch, and then, because I start with, I usually start with Holiday Inn and the Miracle on 34th Street, and I go to almost February, and I consider Groundhog Day a Christmas movie. Uh, because I go till till Groundhog Day still watching Christmas movies. Gotcha. And I end with Groundhog Day. And then, um, did you ever see Groundhog Day? Oh, y- yes, okay. yes, yes. So, over and over and over and over. <laughs> much like itself. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they asked Harold Ramis one time, who directed it, how many years they think, how many, t- how many days did he relive? Yeah. To become a good person in that movie. Mm-hmm. And he said, 8,000? 8,000 days? Yeah. Holy shit, really? And if you watch that movie, and I, and, and it was so. Well, yeah, because there, there, there was, there had to have been so much time that had passed in order for him to know that many specific things that he would need to be able to. Right. Ice sculpting, mm-hmm. you know, piano. Learn how to play piano. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, um, but it was, it was thousands and thousands of days, which I thought was kind of fascinating. Mm-hmm. And so if you watch that movie and go, okay. What a piece of shit this guy is that it's going to take 8,000 days for him to learn not to, you know, date rape everybody and, <laughs> you know, and, and take advantage of people and, yeah. and punch that, that Ned the head in the face yeah. every day. Well, that's, I think it was, well, ultimately it's like if you leave someone to their own devices for long, they're going to be monsters. And then they're, once they're done with that, they're bored. That's the theory. Then what do you, then what do you do? You might as well be a good person, right? Right. It comes down to it. Well, except for the the philosophy on that doesn't seem to, why does it work that way? Why wouldn't you be a good person until you were so angry that this was happening so bad, you became a monster. Mm -hmm. And then- and then you just became apathetic, like possibly what God is actually. Yeah. <laughs> Where he's like, mm, you have free will. Do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. I don't I'm give bo- a shit anymore. I'm bored. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> that. <laughs> so what does that have to do with Scrooge? What does Groundhog Day have to do with Scrooge? Is that the casting of Bill Murray and that was weird as well. It's because mm-hmm. I never think of Bill Murray as a bad guy. Mm-hmm. So casting him as Scrooge was like, I think some of the best casting of, there's the original, uh, not the original, but one of the one of the greatest Christmas carols is from the 50s. Mm-hmm. And it was, God dang it. I don't know what his name is. But. Um, Dick Van Dyke. Nope. But it was in black and white. And it was, I think, was it the 50s or was it the, I thought it was 52, but it was in black and white. Mm-hmm. And it was an amazing the only thing interesting, you know how like on the Christmas morning Scrooge wakes up and he goes, I didn't miss it? Yeah. Okay. 
the the guy, the actor in this one, stands in front of the mirror and talks to himself in the mirror. And if you watch it on our current televisions, which are amazing, yeah, and 40, 50 feet, you know, inches wide, lot big, yeah, you can see in the mirror that he's looking in the boom guy. Leaning That's against... why it's the best Christmas carol? No, but I just, I digressed into a story because I lost you on Scrooged. It's all good. I'm going to eat this mic and drink this beverage. <laughs> yeah, I lo- I think uh, I think it's just uh, my affinity for assholes. Uh, it just bleeds into the... Because cur- that's the whole thing is like, is um, I have this weird idea that you can uh, change... You can change an asshole into a decent person if you shower them with love uh, forever, which is actually just, that's just a victim mentality. Oh, like a, oh my like God. An abusive, so much therapy. Yeah, that's like an Holy. abusive uh, person's. This uh, is a glimpse into the Carmen Morales uh, <laughs> that might actually need Al-Anon. Uh, <laughs> there's, uh, uh, it's cheaper than therapy. It is. Uh, so there's that. <laughs> uh, but it's, um, yeah, the, uh, trying to fix people. I'm, you know, I'm like just this morning. I, I tried to walk into a pancake place in this in this town, and there were too many people, and it was thirty degrees, and they kept leaving the door open. Yeah, there was like twenty five people deep standing outside in the thirty degree weather, waiting to get. No, they were all. They were all. Place. They were all. Because what it was, it was one of those coffee shops, and and, and when I as soon as I realized that, I should have walked out because that's something I also don't enjoy. What I don't like to stand in line. Mm-hmm. order and pay for my food, get a number, and then sit down. That's not my favorite place to eat. Yeah. My favorite place to eat is where sit I walk down. in. Somebody gives you a menu. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, people come and talk to me, and then I pay for it. Yeah. But this pancake place where I walk in, there's 30 people. We're all crowded around the desk where you have to order. Mm-hmm. And there's no rhyme or reason to the line. Right. It's just all a disarray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're like, you can't even make sense of what's happening in right. order to navigate it. And then I tried to start helping. Mm-hmm. And um, I your literally. Circus, not your monkeys. Not your circus. Right. Not your monkeys. Would not have real. <laughs> keep your eye on your own page. Yeah. And you would have thought that I would have. Because um, I've, I've fought through that before and done it anyway. Yeah, sure. Where I've just meddled in the face of like, there's no. It is none of my business. Yeah. But um, but this time, I literally, there was like a young black woman who looked at me. She was like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm being a middle-aged white lady. I got to fuck off. Yeah. And uh, so I just fucked off. Right. I was like, I'm just going to go to the next place that might have coffee. And, uh, and you did. And, and, and that's great. what I did. And it was delicious <laughs> coffee. And then I had a granola. And a bowl of granola with some oat milk. Welcome to Madison, Wisconsin, yep. where they have oat, oat milk and agave. Mm-hmm. Mm. You're very pleased. I am. I finally found a place. You, you like a, a cactus sweetener. I do. <laughs> Why? Look, it's got a lower glycemic index. I'm a big fan. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You had a real it's reason. Less, it's the less sugary th- sugar. <laughs> I thought you just liked the way it tasted. But that too, I do like the way it tastes, especially with espresso. Oh, Love okay. it. Mm-hmm. Big nice. fan. Big fan. Yeah, I don't, uh, I, but people always bitch. Like, this is another thing about uh, this time of year is um, is all the complaining about how cold it is in a place that is cold every year. Um, <laughs> and it's like, do you not remember the last year and the oh year before God. that? And 
the thousand years before that as well. It's it just it's gonna right. be cold, you know, and um and so it doesn't really bo- it doesn't really bother me. I just like my when I told my mom how cold it was gonna be, uh, she was freaking. She thought I was gonna die. I think. Oh really? Yeah. I'm like I'm not living outside, ma. There's I right. literally have to go from warm box to warm box. Right. You know. It's right. Like and you're layered up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not like I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm not treaching miles yeah. and miles to get to my gigs. It's always a thing when when people don't realize. I was just talking to when I was in Minneapolis, I did the KQ show with a, an older uh, comic that I've known since the dawn of man, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave Mordahl. He was on the first season of the last comic standing, him and Rich Voss fell in love. Nice. Uh, uh but then Rich Voss also fell in love with Bonnie McFarlane. And then they had a child. <laughs> Better pick if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah. Um and then Bonnie McFarlane loved and hated him for the rest of their relationship. And they're uh, they're in a love-hate relationship, and it's very beautiful. It is. And um, but they but Dave is now a radio guy, but he mm-hmm. was he had he was a great comic. And um he I remember he used to do this joke. In Grand Forks, North Dakota, it is on the Red River. And, and you mentioned something that happens every year. Every year, the Red River floods. Mm-hmm. Every year. Every single year. Every single year, they're surprised. At varying every, degrees of flooding. And every year, they, they put sand in bags and stack it places. And then, for some reason, they undo those sandbags. Or, well, I don't know what happens to those sandbags, but every year, they have to make them again. And they have to make them by hand. What? Yeah, and uh, Dave Warnell used to do this joke about how he's like, are you not bagging flour <laughs> feet away from here? Why are you still shoveling sand into a bag and tying it off? <laughs> and then, and why is it that it's the same every year? And so. Why don't they just leave the fucking bags? I don't know. I don't know. There's all, well, he did not address that look. in his bit. He did. So I don't know anything about it because <laughs> I get all of my information. From stand-up comedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, me too. That's uh, that's I learned uh, how what relationships were because of <laughs> stand-up comedy. Right, right. Remember those? I used to do those three bits mm-hmm. about bitches, how man, bitches. bitches. What mm-hmm. are you gonna do? Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's you learn about how to be a person mm-hmm. <laughs> from other comics talking about trying to be a person. Yep. You learn about politics. Yeah. You're like. What what happened? Yeah, I learned about politics mostly from Lewis Black. That right. Because I was like, because he made the most sense to me. Well, and Daily Show and 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 just political comics saying, did you read this thing in the paper? And you're like, no, I didn't what? read it. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> and then you go look it up and you're like, that is bananas. What the hell? That's crazy. That's why you murdered a joke about it, it mm-hmm. turns out. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and, and, and so that's why doing stand-up comedy you got to use your powers for good because you are sometimes the only information <laughs> that people are getting yeah about dogs about airplane <laughs> food right yeah. and it's like airplane food it has been vilified for low these 50 years yeah right and and yet when you get on an airplane nobody's fucking giving you any food anyway i know now you so, gotta pay for it and why don't I you miss those peanuts bring a that sandwich everybody talked about yeah bring a sandwich bring your own food yeah but nobody. Well, but then again, like if now it's well, no, no, you could still bring food through it. They just have to put it through an X-ray machine for some reason. Right, <laughs> right. It's uh, I I remember that uh, Chad Daniels, a f- yeah, uh-huh. a bit, bit about the ten-hour day. Mm-hmm. 
to get because his flight kept getting delayed. Yeah, and he and he bought a, a like a full size Snickers bar, and he said if he made it on the plane without snapping, he would let himself eat this Snickers, Snickers a bar reward for good behavior. Right, and he's sitting next to it, and there was an announcement: someone has a peanut allergy. Allergy. We're not going to be handing out peanuts. Um, and then there was silence, and the guy sitting next to him said, "It's me. I'm the one who's allergic to peanuts." <laughs> and then <laughs> Chad said he pulled the Snickers out. He goes, "You got an EpiPen?" <laughs> and the guy goes yeah he says because i'm eating this i deserve this <laughs> do you i paraphrase yes <laughs> do you have a favorite uh airline food joke old school airline food joke because i'm hurt i'm certain you've heard all of them no i don't actually and the weird thing is is i mean it's more a joke about that joke it's a joke about that premise what's the joke no, there's there's usually just people reference it as some hacky thing, mm -hmm. airline food, and you're like, I don't know who ever made fun of how. I mean, it was supposedly it tasted like cardboard. There was. Um, I remember a lot of my favorite one is uh, the the oh, somebody one? I don't remember who I don't remember the comic, but somebody was on a flight and they got the chicken and there was grill marks on the chicken and they're mm -hmm. like, "How much are you lying to me?" Because I know there's no grill back there. There's nobody. <laughs> if that was the case, you would think there was I a like fire the on the flight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's no open flames on a Delta flight. <laughs> no, d don't bring Delta what why don't you stick that guy on american or something, huh? <laughs> <laughs> don't you talk bad about delta <laughs> why don't you side that's the that is a funny thing that i've noticed about uh is comics all having this allegiance to uh it's because we travel so much you got if, if you got if you've got brand loyalty yeah like i'll tell you people love coke versus pepsi or pepsi versus coke mm -hmm. like crazy yeah and so, and it what that is people is love a sign. feud over something stupid. I don't know why. Well, it's that I, Hatfields and McCoy mentality. Maybe except for that, I I think that with it's just with Coke and Pepsi, it tells you how much soda they're fucking drinking. Yeah, it's a lot. You're like, hey, why don't you drink a little bit less soda, and you won't care. Yeah, put some it's, agave in your coffee. You know because what I mean? here's where I'm at: is I fly so much, mm -hmm. I have to love Delta. It's like it's like loving my dad. He's the only one I've got. I have to love him. Gripe of the week from Ennis James Crafton is why do I find out cool shit about my dad after he died and I can't ask him about it? Wow. I mean, that seems like a... <laughs> but it also, seems like, valid. It seems valid. But also, how are you supposed to know what to ask your parents? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm certain my parents lived a very full life before they had <laughs> children. And I never think to ask about it. But maybe I would if they weren't here. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know. Well, I mean, you, you go through your thing and you're like, did you ever... Like, Nancy Cation, my stepmother, once saw Malcolm X speak. In, in person? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, and she'd just gone, she had essentially snuck away to go to a dance with black people in the 60s because mm -hmm. she wanted to dance. Yeah. And um and the 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 church that was having the dance, yeah, uh had tricked all the young people to come by having a dance, but it was really so a lecture mm -hmm. by Malcolm X. And then there was a dance. Yeah. And Nancy was like, 
He was great, obviously. Um, and then we got to dance. And as a child, I only thought, hey, there's a dance. Yeah. Um, but now I'm like, holy criminy, I got to see Malcolm X. Yeah, that's crazy cool. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, that's, I think you only ever get that after they pass away because you never think to ask. You know right. what I mean? I think I asked my grandmother before she passed away, I asked her if she had any regrets in her life. And, and then I found out that she was in love with a black boy in mm -hmm. the 60s and her family would have disowned her if she would have uh, pursued that in her whole life. She, uh, you know. And she always loved him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ah! Yeah. You know that my brother Phil once asked my dad if he had any regrets and without missing a beat, my dad goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Ellie occasion. Oh Classic. And Phil was like, nothing. You regret <laughs> nothing? <laughs> And <laughs> Dad was like, no, no, it's, it's all worked out. <laughs> Man, if that doesn't uh, say so much. It says so much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Penny Elaine Music, her gripe of the week is, I'm getting annoyed because there are too many shows that I have to watch and I don't have enough free time streaming overloaded. Yeah, this this is the thing that I can resonate with because uh, especially when comics, because com I guess I don't know if it's because comics are, are unemployed or they always have so much free time. They watch so much shit and it just seems like homework to me at this point where yeah. I have to watch all of the stuff just to know what the fuck you're talking about. And I'm not, I'm not, like, I know you watch the, I don't need to watch the Mandalorian to be able to make a really funny uh, baby Yoda meme. You know what I'm saying? I don't no. need to watch all of it. No, and I'm not watching Succession or The Crown or Game of Thrones mm -mm. or mm -mm. Um, Mad Men or Breaking Bad or Deadwood or, I mean, I can go back in time. I mean, I'm yeah. not seeing all of these shows and I know they're very well done and I just, so, but if if you get sucked into that, that sort of completionist thing. Yeah. That's that's its own problem. You gotta you gotta figure out how to just go, it's okay. It's okay if you didn't it's see right. it. It's okay if you, you didn't and, see it. And if you start something and you don't like it, you don't have to finish it. Yeah. I've had to learn that with books. Oof. Where I'm like, just throw it away, Cation. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the other thing too, is I've heard so many people say, Yeah, I didn't like it. I mean, even by the third episode, I knew I wasn't gonna and I was like, So why did you watch the other ten episodes? Oh my god. I read there's forty eight Terry Pratchett novels. Mm -hmm. I started liking them after the sixth one. Oh my god. You're Jesus, like, what Jackie? are you doing? Why do you hate reading? See, <laughs> stop hate reading. Right. The Dresden files, it took four of them for me to go. Oh, he learned how to write. <laughs> and then I liked the three after that, and I haven't read any since because I'm like, I'm still I'm still nursing my wounds from the first three. <laughs> That's funny. Um Edie Pasek is their their gripe of the Edie Pasek's gripe of the week is people bitching about homeless people having things like pets, children, and or cell phones, as if you couldn't have those things before you became homeless, and like you'd sell slash give up those things if you were. Right there, they don't have homes. Yeah, that's the the problem. Is the 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 shelter is the difficulty. That's that the only having. thing they don't have. They yeah. don't. They cannot afford to live indoors. Yeah. Uh, feel free to fix that, America. <laughs> also, uh, in case anyone listening doesn't know this, a cell phone is significantly cheaper than, than shelter. Yes, significantly. <laughs> 
You can almost get it for about eight bucks a month. Yeah. <laughs> and you can, it's sort of like. Because it's not like they got an iPhone 11. You know what right. I mean? Or an iPhone X, XR or whatever the fuck we're on right now. And it might not even be their own account. It's like my nephew has Netflix. Mm-hmm. He's not paying for it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see. Let's see here. Anglin Danny's gripe of the week is men not knowing women do not pee out of their vaginas. <laughs> oh my god. That's is that ding, really ding, still ding, 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 ding. I think we have a winner. That 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 literally they don't have to know all of our plumbing because I don't know all of their plumbing. Right. But that doesn't even make any sense. Have you never heard the word urethra? It's not the word vagina. It's, it's a different same, word. It's the same tube. <laughs> it's the same tube you got, dudes. Right, but the their tube is in their penis, so they're like, well, that's a, that's a sex thing I have, so they must pee out of their sex thing. <laughs> and you're like, no, there's a tiny urethra on a tiny thing that is also not the clit, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Listen, man, I've totally slept through geometry, so I get not fucking paying attention because you're like, oh, I don't got these parts. I don't need to listen to this part. <laughs> they just think any conversation about female anatomy is a conversation about periods. Right. <laughs> yeah, fair <laughs> enough. And and I'll tell you something. I don't know anything like the journey of the sperm. Uh-huh. All I know is it stops at condom. That's what I know. Uh, I don't. I don't need to know where. It, like the sperm isn't sitting in the ball sack. I recently found out <laughs> they're not just swimming in there. No, no. Where are they at? I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the good news: I don't have to remember because it stops at condom. <laughs> That's what I know. Do you remember? Did you ever see Robin Williams' Night at the Roxy? Mm, it was a maybe. special that he did where he kept going in the audience. I mean, he was obvious in hindsight. He was obviously coked out of his mind for it, and it was one of my favorite specials when I was a kid. Um, and it was I was always admired the energy that he had on stage. I was like, man, I'm gonna have that much energy when I do. If I, if I, I want that. And then later on, He's- I found out it was synthetic. But, um, but it wasn't entirely synthetic. Not enti- entirely, yeah. but definitely amped it up. Well, enhanced. But I mean, the thing is, is, is for the most part, he was that energetic guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And one of my favorite parts of that is he did the death of a sperm ballet. Oh, right. Where he talked to my, he did an impression of a sperm swimming through. And then he reaches the fucking, con- it was either the condom or the diaphragm, something like that. And he... <laughs> Uh, there's nothing I'm not gonna ruin it but it's one of my favorite it made me think of that death of right. a sperm death of a sperm ballet. have you seen Vargas Mason's sperm joke no it's also a physical sperm joke really yeah <laughs> it's Man, I hope closer he I hope he didn't uh, no. it. I hope it's different well I don't I can't remember um, and the thing is is it's not like there isn't par- if you're gonna do an act out of sperm, right? It's gonna be comparable, yeah. but it may. I mean, I'm not saying you know. There's no way that anybody is you know. Yeah, it's gonna be what it's gonna be. You yeah, know? I have. <laughs> I have belief that Vargas Mason is not taking jokes from anyone. So who do you think? Uh, who do you think got it? Who do you think? Uh, the vagina urethra <laughs> one. That's for, that's my vote. What about you? <laughs> I mean, that works. The guest always chooses. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anglin Danny, you get grab of the week for men not knowing. <laughs> Women do not pee out of their vaginas. With that, they stick their dick in a vagina. It's a hole. How do you, what do you think the pee? 
You right. think we just have a? Is that how you is we get geyser? wet? You is think this is a, that, that's how we get wet? We're pissing on you. <laughs> <laughs> that's squirting. That's very different. You know how would you? How would we have that kind of torque if it's coming out of the bigger <laughs> hole? It makes no sense. Right. Have you ever listened to a woman pee out in public? It sounds like you're drilling into the earth. <laughs> it is one of the loudest. I've had to pee on cement before out of a car because there was no one even dirt. And it was the loudest I've ever peed in my whole life. <laughs> oh, my God. Jackie, tell everybody where to find you and plug all your stuff. My name is Jackie Cation. It's Cation like vacation. That's how I pronounce it. But that's not um, how it's spelled no, at all. but it's K-A-S-H-I-A-N. It's with a K. It's an I-A-N because it's Armenian. And it's Jackie. Anyway, so if Jackie you, with an IE. Yeah, Jackie with an IE. I tried to change it to J A C Q U I, but my stepmother, when I was 13, said, No, you're not pulling this 13 year old bullshit of changing how you spell your name. Just leave it. <laughs> and uh, and she was correct. So if you go to at Jackie Cation at all the things Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Vine, MySpace, <laughs> whatever you need, uh, you'll find me uh, if I'm around. <laughs> And then you can uh, you can Jackie at JackieCation.com if you want to email me. You can just go to JackieCation.com and see two of my podcasts, The Dork Forest and The Jackie and Lori Show. Those are two different podcasts. Very different. <laughs> and you can watch me do all of my videos. All my albums are available for free on Pandora, Spotify, Amazon, YouTube. Listen to me tell a joke. Watch me tell a joke on Conan. Knock yourselves out. Thanks for having me on the show. Ah, thanks for coming on. And thank you guys for listening. Uh, please make sure that uh, you write a nice little review on the iTunes for me. You know, tell somebody about us if you are enjoying it. Uh, the new listeners that have just recently jumped on, welcome. I appreciate all of you guys listening. And you know what? Have a happy motherfucking holiday. I love you guys. I'll, uh, I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. No, sir, I don't like it. No 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 sir, I don't like it. What the fuck is the fucking matter? Are you stupid or what?
No, sir, I don't like it. I don't want your life. No, sir, I don't like it.